Uh, welcome along to the final hour of Tip Today. The free phone number is 1800 938 007. The text and WhatsApp is 083 311 And of course, you can email tiptoday at tipfm.com. Now, following my chat with Francis O'Hanlon in our financial uh, spot, uh, lots and lots of questions coming into us. We'll package them all together, we'll put them to Francis, and uh, next time round, she'll have a look at them. But some very interesting questions uh, in there. I sort of flummoxed. Uh, Frances a bit when I was asking her about child benefit and whether or not that's counted in means testing uh, she wasn't quite sure about it at the time but one of her listeners says Fran child benefit doesn't count where a means test is a concern so that's a, an interesting one alright then something completely different glad to be joined in the studio by Susan O'Donoghue and Susan you well know at this stage a very established relationship mentor and co-creational psychotherapist. Good morning to you, Susan, and uh, how are you this morning? Good morning, Fran. How are you? I'm getting over a head cold, so excuse me if my voice is a bit off today. Not not in the least, I'm sure. And happy Halloween. Are you a Halloween person? More a Christmas person. Oh, are you? Yeah. 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 Christmas was nice in my story. (laughs) Always back to the story. It always goes back to the story, doesn't (laughs) it? You're going to talk to us today about couples. Um, do, Do you mean in a romantic sense? Or? Yeah, well, I suppose for me it comes up a lot around couples because the minute people hear that I practice relationship mentoring, automatically they think, oh, this is about couples in a romantic sense, right? Yes. But for me, uh, the relationship mentoring is about the relationship with yourself, number one, because that's what we bring to another, right? So it's always about the relationship with yourself first because we're always in relationship. We're always in relationship with ourselves because even the self-talk, talk, you know what I mean? Like whether we're saying... God, am I good enough? God, you know, I'm brilliant at this. How many times have you said that? Well, probably less than I'm mm. no good at this. Slightly less. Yeah, than, slightly yeah. less. But that kind of sense of we're always in a relationship with ourselves and how is it for us and what's going on for us and what are we doing? Now, when we go to a couple relationship, right, we have three relationships going on. We have the relationship I have with myself. I'm speaking with you here today, Fran. It's the relationship you have with yourself and then it's the relationship between us. Wow, does that make okay. sense? It does. So there's an yes. awful lot going on, isn't, isn't there? Isn't there just? Yeah. yeah. You know? So how do you approach that? I mean, do you speak to the couple in front of you? Is that how you I, approach I would generally separate them out because what happens for me, I think, is sometimes they can come in and it can be kind of like a like like you said before, a pint scoring yes. kind of thing. The war of the roses. Yeah, yes. you know, and they can be hoping that maybe I'll side with one or that. Mm. And it's never about that. It's always about what's coming up for you is important you know, Mm. for the individual person because we are individual and staying separate from somebody else's behaviour is key, yeah, because their behaviour is 100% about them. Yeah, what they do say, feel and think, that's about them. It's created by them. So we create our feelings, we create our behaviours. Sure, they could come from nowhere else, only us. You know, it only makes sense. Yeah, but if you're at the receiving end of cruelty and stuff like that, that's no solace to you to know that the other no. person, of course, no. you know, have, have their issues. And I suppose when we talk about that in the sense of cruelty or abuse, or it's how is it now that yes. I'm okay? Or not that I'm okay, but that I allow this to happen. Where's my boundaries in all this? You know, now I don't think that that kind of behaviour should be allowed anyway, right? Mm, I think yeah. that there's that should, like there's no there's no need for it. The person who's being abused or being whatever it, that needs to be stopped immediately. But then we need to work on how is it that that has happened to you? Mm. You know what I mean? Where is it in your life that it was okay 
for that kind of behaviour. You know, that it's okay to treat me like that. And that's the key. The key is to get underneath what's happening for you. What's happening for the other, if, if they're abusing you or if they're treating you badly or whatever, there needs to be boundaries in place around that. And hopefully there'll be someone there mature enough and conscious enough to go, listen, you know what I mean? This is not good and bla- mm, whatever, yes. right? This needs to stop. And generally we see that a lot with children and bullying and all that kind mm. of stuff. We'd be hopeful that there'd be an adult around, a, a conscious adult that would say, look, enough already and someone to step in and safeguard the child. So I suppose when we think about it, right, we're coming from our story the whole time. That's the bottom line, right? And our feelings are coming from our story. So how we feel is based on our values, on our beliefs, on what we were brought up with and what we witnessed. So our parents would have been, say, there's different holding worlds, right? There's the holding world of the womb and then there's the holding world of family. So when you the think... The holding world. The holding world. What oh, I mean yeah. about that is that's where you're held, yeah? Yes. So... Even now, like it's been proven over and over again that even when a woman's pregnant, her mood and what happens to her when she's pregnant has an impact on the child, right, emotionally. So, like, I I know from my own experience being pregnant when I'd put on certain types of music, you know what I mean? You'd feel the activity or you'd feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, obviously, how we feel impacts the child, you know, and in some cultures, they are so safeguarding of the mother during pregnancy, right? It's kind of lost in our generation, I think. And as we moved on from our culture, it's just changed. So I think even the womb world has a huge impact on children. It has a huge impact on us. And I would have delved into that in my own, say, when I was back to college, that would have been part of it, to look at how was my mother when she was pregnant with me and how was life for her. All that stuff impacts us. And that's one of the biggest times of growth and is in the womb world. Most of us would never take that into account. I mean, it's from... from yeah. we, we might hark back and say, oh, when I was a kid, I had a rough time. But... but being the the pregnancy yeah even the pregnancy makes a difference Amazing. the womb world and then the family of course wow. you come into the family then of origin mm. right and you're looking at your parents then and if they have baggage brought with them which most of us do I've never met anyone without a few bags yet you know mm. they're going to pass on a few things to us and they're going to be defensive and protective in some of their behaviours so what that's going to do for us is we're going to look at that and go oh this is what the world is like it's either very threatening or very safe and for lots of us, it can be threatening. You know, you have to behave this way if you're a boy. You have to behave this way if you're a girl. You have to behave this way if you're in this culture or this religion or this society. You know, there's certain boundaries and there's certain things that you you dare not cross sometimes, mm. you know. And I think for us, then, we bring all that with us. That's our That's all our stuff then, right? Yes. We bring all that with us. And if we don't get the opportunity to reflect and explore what our behaviours, like what kind of behaviours are coming up for us that we're acting out of instead of, I suppose, that we're reacting to people instead of responding to people, that we don't take time to think about, oh my goodness, I wonder why I did that now. Do you know, like sometimes you do something, you go, oh my God, I'm so sorry I did that. Mm, mm. You know, even with our kids, I suppose it comes up a lot because I suppose with kids, we think that we're supposed to be there to tell them what to do, right? Um, And I suppose for me, it's about, um, like, don't get me wrong, when my lads were small, I hadn't this this work done on myself. But for me now, it's about, um, I suppose, encouraging our kids and giving them the opportunity to explore themselves. Yeah, they have to get their knocks. They have to get their everything. We didn't have that as children. We were told that this is it. This is the way it is. This is what you have to do end of. So we bring all that stuff with us now into relationships, right? So quite wisely then, right, we'll attract people who are going to touch in to some of that sore stuff so it'll come back up for us. So we'll have to look at it. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're amazing, right? I know I say it a lot, but we're absolutely genius. Yeah, because this is often subconscious. Oh, it's all, it's all like, there's always a knowing there, right? Yes. But it's either conscious or unconscious. And the unconscious stuff is all the stuff that we react out of that, like, you know, you get your back up or you get defensive around stuff or, you know, someone says something to you, like, I could say to you, you know, you could say something to me and I could say, well, Fran, sure you said that and why did you, you know, that kind of defensive behaviour, that's getting your back up. Instead of saying, I'm separate from this person now, yeah? Hmm. What's coming up for me is about me and for me because I'm creating this now, right? How is it that I'm getting so upset around what this person has now just said to me? What have they touched into in me now? But if people could do that, Susan, they wouldn't need to come to you at all, no, would they? No, they would you just know. know. <laughs> I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> no, but I mean, that that is the ideal. If you could analyse how you're feeling and why you're feeling yeah. the way If you, you could go inwards instead of yes. outwards. Because a lot of time, like, we project stuff onto other people because it's too threatening. Because when we were small, like, who could say to their parent, um, excuse me now, don't speak like that to me because it really upsets me. Mm-hmm. I get really upset when you talk to me. Like, like I know I'd have been... You'd have yeah, been, you know, you murdered. The yeah, the head. well, yeah. You'd, you'd have been yeah. told, jog on, you know. Yeah. So I think that it's really important um, now that we're adults to check in with ourselves and see how it is for us, yeah? And lots of us, like, will stay in relationships, we'll stay in jobs, we'll stay in situations where we're not happy, mm. you know? And that's because it's too threatening like the devil you know is better than the devil course, you don't yeah. sometimes, so it's too threatening to step outside. But Susan, your, your work with couples, would the couple not to be, not need to be at the very same place emotionally to change, if you know what I mean? See, I think behaviour leads behaviour, right? So if one person in the relationship, right, can look inwards and check out what's going on for me here now. And if you can stay separate from the other's behaviour, that's mm. the key, right, is to stay separate and know that if they say something that's really mean, yeah, that's a reflection of what's going on inside for them. It's coming from them, it's about them and for them. Mm. So if someone says to you, you really and I me, I really hate you, mm. I don't want to be with you anymore, chances are if you dig deep enough, now only they know what's really going on inside for them, right? But we're always revealing what's going on inside for us by the way we talk, by uh, our actions, by our behaviours. So if they say that to you, right, there's something way deeper going on there. You know, it's not just that they hate you. Because Mm. if I was in a really good place, I'd never turn around to anybody and say I hate you. If I feel solid in myself and I'm in a good place and, you know, I'm happy, you know, I feel this sense of joy... There's, why would why I ever? Why would you say that? Yeah. What, but I mean, if somebody says that, what does that indicate to you as a psychotherapist? That, is it that they hate themselves? Well, there's something going on there, you know, and like we reveal ourselves in the words we use, right? Yeah. But only the person really knows. I can reflect back to them. I'm wondering, you know, what the hate is, you know, or, yes. you know, in that sense of, oh, I hear that you say that you hate this person or that you hate me. And I'm just wondering, how is that for you? And is there anything I can support you with? That's what I'd say as a therapist. Now, if you said that to someone who you're in a couple of relationship with, they'd probably tell you where to go, yes. especially if they're in that st- state of being defensive, yeah? So a lot of times, you know, we need to get ourselves in that position first because we can't support another if we don't have it for ourselves. That's the bottom line, right? So I think even if one couple, one person in the couple relationship uh, starts to work on themselves, yeah? Starts to have a look at, oh my God, how is this for me? What's coming up for me? Without judgment and without criticism and gets a safe place to be that they can explore it, yeah? I think that that can change the whole dynamic. Yes. Because if I come into you and I'm in a bad form, right, and I start 
acting out right and mm. saying to you oh you're it's your, it's your problem you're the reason why I didn't enjoy my weekend blah 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 now if you retaliate and come back at me right mm. there's going to be no communication at all it's gone isn't it Yes, no you're, you're into of, a shouting match. Yeah, you're into a shout. No one hears yeah. anybody. Everything's gone. Yeah. But if I can stay solid with myself and I can just listen, yes, and I can know that what you say is not about me, then I'm not personalising it. It's not becoming... Um, I'm not taking it on as my stuff then. I know it's about you. But you're not advocating that you would tolerate bad behaviour no. either, are you? No. you so you, you have your, your own boundaries. boundaries. Yes. You need your boundaries. Okay. And if it gets... Whatever your boundary is for you, because we'll all have different boundaries... And like, if you're not in a position to stay there and listen to that person, then you say, I hear what you're saying. I need to remove myself or whatever it is for you. Yeah, it might be just that. Or I can't, I'm sorry now. I can't, I, I feel really attacked here. I need to go, you know, mm. whatever it is for you. But if you can hold that sense of self in it and know that what they say is about them and for them and what's coming up for me now is about me and for me. Mm. That's the key to it all. That's the key to... It's a lot easier now say it than do it. Of course it is, of yeah. course it is. But it would take the hurt, I suppose, out of some it of It takes the... the hurt out of it because now I know who's really hurting is the person who's saying it. Yes. Yeah? So then it brings that sense of compassion into it. So now I'm not going, oh my God, I'm going to... You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to get back at him now for that. or You know what I mean? Yeah. That sense yeah. of retaliation. or Because what that is then, it's all my projector, all my um, protectors coming up. And protectors I had to use quite wisely when I was small, yeah, to protect myself. Whether I was the one who backed into the corner and said nothing and just hid, or whether I was the one who lashed out. Like, we'll all have different ways of working mm, in the world. Yeah. And... Um, like whatever my protector is, even just to recognise that that's what I'm doing is the start of it. Even yes. just to say, oh my God, this person is shouting at me now. What's coming up for me? How is it feeling for me? Am I okay in all this? What do I need to do around it for myself? Do I need just to leave? Do you know, do I need to walk out the door? Do I need to protect myself in that sense? And sometimes our old protectors will come up and maybe if it was my protector to shout back at somebody, maybe I'll do that. And that's okay too, because those protectors were created by us and for us. They're our friends, yeah? Mm. We put them in place ourselves to protect us on our journey through life. It's fascinating. What comes up? Is there a common denominator among couples that you would be dealing with in terms of the issues, I suppose, Susan? I would say communication. Is that lack the Lack of communication. One, I would say lack of clear, direct um, communication where people are saying what their needs are, saying um, how they feel, but speaking from that place of, I need it. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff goes on between the couple dynamic. Now, any there's loads of different types of couples, but like here, I suppose we're talking about the more romantic type. Mm. But I suppose any couple relationship, when you think about it, that dynamic of you should meet my needs mm. or I'm going to meet all your needs. Like that comes up hugely because realistically, I'm responsible for my own needs. I can make a request. Mm. Can you support me in this or could you help me with this? But if you say no, it's the honour the other person is not in a place to, you know, support you in that need. So now the responsibility is mine to take care of my own needs and not to take care of another's needs. And that's huge for couples. But a lot of relationships are based on some sort of dependency. Though, yeah, and that's know. measurement, isn't it? That's a neediness. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not... 
that's not a um, unconditional love then, is it? That's that there's conditions attached yes, yeah. to me you, being you, with you. You look after me. Yeah, know, or so, I look after you. Know, look after you. And you, that yeah. sense of both are like I always think of it as the same kind but just different sides yes, of, of it, course, right? Yeah. Because and that's kind of what couples attract because we're that amazing. Like I I know I always say I'm blown away by how creative and ingenious we are to create all these behaviours when we're in the womb and out of the womb and, you know, tiny little children that we can create all these to protect us from what we have just come into. You know, not saying that it's all bad and it's all because we all have lovely things that we remember too as kids. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying the ones we really need to work on is the ones that are hard for us. The ones that really um, impact us, like those, um, you know, uh, dependent on other people for love, Mm. you know, that neediness, depend on other people to take care of us you know, or needing to take care of somebody else because if I don't have control, sure, what's going to happen then? You know, that sense of I need to control things. Yeah, of course. And the difference, the gender difference then in terms of what people are looking at or looking for out of a relationship. I mean, is it an obvious difference? I think we're all looking for love and belonging and unconditional love. Is that it? That's the bottom line. Like, who doesn't want to be loved unconditionally? Just take me for who I am without having to do anything or be anything or say anything. Like, I suppose so much of our world now is tied up in what you do. Yeah. And so many people are addicted to work. Yeah. Yeah, Because that's because we're seeing through what we do, you know, or achievement or power or, you know. So, I mean, just to be seen for you without having to do do anything is kind of it's 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 kind of very scarce, I would say. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not something that you come across too often. It's not. But I mean, somebody said this to me recently. And, and you know, when I thought about it in terms of, you know, the core of who you are and, and you begin to peel back the thing of what you do, you know, who you're with, um, you know, what you drive, what you... Um, it's very hard to peel all that back and find out what the real person is, is it not? The real person is always there, though. Yeah, I, I, the real person is always present. But sometimes you can't even identify it because you've added yeah. so many layers. Over yeah, the... and that's okay because that's where you need to be. Yeah. yeah, because those layers needed to be added. It's not like anyone comes out of the womb and goes, "Do you know what? I'm going to cover up here now because just in case that we cover up for reasons. Yes. Yeah, we cover up because we need to. And I think that peeling the layers back can be so painful. Yeah, mm. it can be very uncomfortable, very painful. But I think to stay in that hidden place with all those layers is more painful. I think it's a life unlived. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So that to me is is all important because pulling off them layers, they can stick, they can be painful, they can hurt, they can get to the core of it. Um, your suffering's going to come up, what happened to you as a child. Yeah. A lot of that stuff we've pushed down because it's too painful to bring up. And, you know, that's where you need the safety. That's where you need somebody who's going to be non-judgmental and know that even if your behaviour, say, I know that in society we frown upon certain behaviours, right? Mm. Like, so even if your behaviour is frowned upon, say if drug use or alcohol, there's certain things that, you know, society goes, oh, no, no, no. If if you do something nice or something, you know, bad happens to you, it has to be something that's acceptable. Do you mm, know what I'm yes, saying? So, yeah. like, no matter what the behaviour is, there's a reason behind it. We didn't just make these up for no reason. Of course. What occurred to me, though, when, when I found out you were going to talk to us about couples today, by the time somebody gets to you, I mean, that's a huge step in itself to get... Huge, To get huge. people to come to you, yeah. a, a couple to agree... Okay, we're going to go and speak yeah. to Susan. And even what I find is generally I'd get one. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. The other might follow later on, but I generally get one. And what happens is when I start to model, 
conscious behaviour. When I start to have a look at my own behaviours and say, oh God, now we're going back into this fight again. We're going back into the, you know, the tennis match of over and back mm. and over and back mm. and nothing gets resolved. What do I need to do around it for myself now? Right? Mm. Because if I keep playing tennis with somebody, it's never going to get resolved. We'll just keep playing tennis forever. Yeah, yeah. So what do I need to do to end the game? Yeah? Mm. Because I don't want to be playing games. I want to be real in who I am. And I want to be real with somebody who I want to love. Mm. You know? And but is it possible that you get to the stage that you can recognise what needs to happen to make yourself better but the other person just they're not on that journey or they can't get to that place is that something that, that happens? Yeah though? I hope my good husband's not listening now <laughs> I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to personalise <laughs> No it's, it's but, brilliant but, but you know what I mean yeah. like that somebody just is not Yeah well I think for me right when I started on this I got really excited a couple of years in I was thinking oh my god this is amazing you know what I mean I'm starting to find out it doesn't hurt as much anymore when stuff comes up and I was thinking oh my god my poor husband is going to be left behind now right <laughs> crazy stuff. Anyway, there was a reason for that too, I suppose. Yes. I had a fear of losing him, yeah? yeah? But it's amazing because when you start to model behaviour, it rubs off on everybody. It really does. Because behaviour follows right. behaviour. In a positive fashion. In a, whether it's negative or whether it's positive. If I have children and I'm abusive or I'm neglectful or I'm harsh or I'm whatever, they grow up thinking that's the world, Right. If you meet someone along the way who's not harsh, who's gentle, who's kind, who loves you for who you are, doesn't expect conditions around it, it, it changes the scene. It's like, uh, I think I spoke before about like, you know, when you go out there in the world and you see a different perspective, it's kind of it's kind of like the same thing. You see that there's different ways to live. You see that there's different cultures. It's the same thing with behaviours. When we start to understand our behaviour and connect our feelings to our behaviour back to our story, and we get an understanding of, sure, that's why I'm doing that. Sure, that's why I get so upset when mm. so-and-so says that to me. That's why it really hurts me when somebody talks about achievement or when somebody talks about um, sadness or when somebody talks, whatever it is for you, because we're all different and we'll all have different hurts, yeah? And we'll all, even in the same family, we'll all respond differently and react differently to different situations. To all our parents, like, I think it's amazing because when you sit at a funeral and you talk to your siblings about your parents, yeah, we all saw them totally different. It's fascinating, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like, because we're unique, yeah? yeah? We have our own mindset, we have our own whatever. We're going to see things differently. We might see similar traits, but there'll be definitely things we'll go, really, is that what you thought? You know, because we think differently, don't we? And we, we feel differently. Yeah. What you do, I think, is fascinating. I mean, re really, really. I, love I, it. I always enjoy talking to you as well. Uh, Susan, if people want to talk to you, um, how can they do that? No problem. It's uh, my phone number is 086 3676 256, and it's info at emotionalwellbeing.ie. All right. Great to see you, Zonal. Thanks, Thanks very much. Thanks. We'll take a break back with more. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie